Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Can we give Jesus a big ovation of worship all over this house? Come on, y'all can do better now. We're talking about King Jesus. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead and be seated, be seated, be seated. Thank you, team, for leading us today. And Thank you guys for going in and worship. And I'll just tell you, I, I threw that, that uh, song on our team uh, with this idea of every victory. We're going to be a church that sings about the name of victory, right, or the name of Jesus. That we're going to be a church that declares the name of Jesus above every other name, above Purpose Church, above any of our names. We are going to declare the name of Jesus, and he is the point that we're going to point everybody to. Can I get an amen in a church today, all right? So y'all better be ready because I'm excited about this series because it's called Game Day. And so y'all just be ready, ready, better be ready to kick this thing off today. Are you ready and glad to be at church? Anybody here? All right, I like that. Well, let me start off really quick by just saying and just honoring you for being here. It's Labor Day weekend, but you're at church. And I want to welcome everybody that's watching in online or listening on podcast. I actually just had a conversation with a guy named Josh. Where's Josh at? He's in here somewhere today. And uh, he said he'd been listening even the past couple months on uh, during our Don't Give Up series. Uh, and man, he said it never, it came at such an incredible time in his life. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, for technology, and for uh, literally the fact that we can bring a podcast out the airwaves, wherever it might go, in car speakers and all over the place. And who knows what God can do when we're willing to do that. So come on, can we put our hands together and welcome everybody that's watching in online. Listening, listen, we'll just tell you it's better in the room, right? It's just better to be here. Uh, it's just something about being in a room with each other, and I'm excited about that. And I want to share with you uh, just an update of what we had last week. Obviously, it was our legacy offering. Uh, we moved it up. Typically, we do it towards the end of the year. We moved it up a little bit because, again, as we've talked about, we have a permanent facility coming this fall at Purpose Church that we're excited about, so we're not loading in. Yeah, we can give God some glory through that. We're excited about it. I just want to give you guys an update. Uh, over the last uh, few weeks, including last Sunday during our legacy offering, I'm going to have them throw it up here on the screen really quick. You guys raised a total of $109,508.34. Come on, can we give Jesus a bigger ovation than that? It's great. I Man, it's great, it's great, and listen, we're, we had a great trustee meeting the other night just walking through some things that we're going to be doing in that facility, so thank you for your generosity. Maybe you didn't jump in last week, maybe you still wanted to give uh, towards that about literally a legacy that we're leaving, just a, a church that we're building, not in a building necessarily, but a people that we're trying to build in Jesus' name. If you still want to be a part of that, listen, you are more than welcome. Our built to last offering, it's going to keep going until we move into the facility, right? Uh, and so we're so thankful for your generosity. Thank you for that. Thank you for trusting God, sowing a seed now, believing that God is going to harvest, the harvest is coming years from now, hundreds of years from now. Thank you for your generosity. One more time, can you put your hands together for the generosity of Purpose Church? I love that. 
And I'll just tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a guy, and let's just be real. We're going to be a people and a church that celebrates. The church is going to look a whole lot more like a party than it does a funeral. Because like we were singing up here just a few minutes ago, every victory belongs to the name of Jesus. And we don't serve a dead Savior. We don't serve somebody that's still in the grave. But we serve a risen Savior, King Jesus. And so every Sunday is going to be like a party, Labor Day weekend or not. We're going to still party like Jesus is still out the grave because he is. And so... I'm just excited. Anybody can tell I'm a little fired up for today, all right? So I'll just tell you, um, um, I, I'm excited about this series because I really do believe that this series, Game Day, has the ability to change your life. And I know that, that that's kind of preacher talk. That's kind of, so, oh, you say that every week. But I really mean it when I say that this has the ability to really change and affect the way and the direction of your entire life. I, I, we called it Game Day, and we had this little tagline with it because it's this idea that you got to have the right people on the team, right? We got to have the right people on the team. And again, when I say that this has the ability to change your life, I really do mean it because this is what I want you to know is that the people you surround yourself with, let's just be honest really quick, uh, they either set you up for success or they either block you from success in doing the things that God has called you to do. And so why do I think it's so important that you have people around you? It's because they're either blocking or they're bridging the things that God wants to do in your life. So that's why I think this has the, the, the ability to be one of the most pivotal uh, message series that we've ever done in Purpose Church's history. And this is what I know. This is what I want you to start by writing down. It's this idea. We don't have necessarily one scripture that we're going to jump through like we typically do. I do have one actual verse that we're going to read every single week that just kind of brings this all together. But the first thing I want you to write down is this idea what I want us to get is that you need to understand, show me your huddle, and I'll show you your final score. Right? Show me your huddle, and I'll show you your final score. How many of y'all love watching football? Anybody out there, come on, wave at me. How many of y'all in the room say, you know what, I care less about football? You can go ahead and wave at me. Okay, that's half and half. I see you. I'm with you. I'll just tell you, I'm a big sports guy. I'm a big team guy. Even to, we call our, our serve team the serve team. Uh, we put our hands in on three, and we say purpose on three. One, two, three, purpose. You know why? Because I'm all about the huddle. I'm all about the team. you got to understand that the huddle is one of the most important aspects of football. If you watch football, if you see football, I watched Kentucky play yesterday. I'm so pumped about our racers winning 35 to nothing a few nights ago. Way to go, boys. I love that. I, I love the idea of the huddle because you got to understand a lot of good things happen in the huddle. And when you are in the huddle with certain people, you got to understand that that's the people that you're doing the game with, that you're doing life with, that you're going out and competing with, that you're right next to, fighting next to when it comes to a game uh, and a huddle. And so I just think we got to understand the importance of the people that you're in the huddle with really affects the outcome of the game, right? Because you got to understand, if, if, I'm, if I'm huddling with the right people, we got the right things, we got the right vision, we got the right play, guess what? On the other side of that, if we execute that, we're going to go out and we're going to score and we're going to win the game. That's the same thing that happens in our life. And I believe it with all of my heart that you and I have the ability to make sure that the people that we're spending time with 
that we're around the most, what happens is that that'll clearly tell us, if we understand who is in our huddle, that'll clearly tell us where the trajectory of our life is going. And so I want us to understand, we're going to wrap around this big idea uh, that we find in Proverbs. Um, uh, let's see, it's in Proverbs chapter 13. I have my, my Bible there, but now I've lost it, so I'm going to turn to it. Proverbs chapter 13. You ever get like real nervous when people are watching you flipping your Bible? You're going to make sure you go into the right spot. That's happening to me right now, okay, in front of all of you. Anybody else been there before? Okay, cool. All right, so we're in Proverbs chapter 13. What, what I want to just really hit for you and I with this entire series is this idea of what the wisest man on the earth, he was considered the wisest man to ever live, had to say about the huddle, the people that are around you. Watch what he said in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Watch what it says. Walk with the wise and become what? Wise. Come on, we're going to try that again. Walk with the wise, huddle with the wise, and you do what? You become wise, right? Watch what it says. But associate, huddle, be in the play, be in the life with fools, and watch what happens. you getting in some trouble. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you in trouble sitting by me today. Go ahead. Let them know. Let them know, right? I, I like it. I like it. I think we got to understand that there's some wisdom in that right there, right? There's some wisdom in Proverbs chapter 13, what Solomon is saying. He's the wisest man to ever live. And he says, hey, walk with the wise and become wise. Right? You, you, you huddle with people that are around you. You're going to become wise and associate with fools and you get in trouble. So what does that begin to tell me? That begins to tell me what Scripture is encouraging you and I is that, hey, that tells me the people I hang out with, that I need to be hanging out with people that are better than me, that are wiser than me, that are smarter than me, that have been married longer than I have, that love Jesus, have known Jesus for a long time, that are better with money, are better leaders than I am. Because what happens is I'm going to begin to rise to that level when I'm huddling with those type of people. But also the same is true is that if I spend all of my time around some doofuses, come on, somebody, right? How many doofuses we know out there? We got some that we know. If I spend all my time around people that are getting in trouble, what's going to happen is they're going to pull me down into trouble. And so this is what I want us to do. It's an all-skate. This is everybody out on the skating rink together. I want us to write down on your sheet of paper that you got your note-taker sheet, because we believe note-takers are history makers. I want you to write down the five closest people in your huddle right now. I want you to write that down. I want you to write down the five closest people. Don't think about it. Don't be like, ooh, well, I'm not going to put that on paper. I'm not going to put them there. I want you to list the five closest people that are in your huddle right now. And again, as you do that, let me just speak to that for just a second. Because as you begin to write those people's names down, and they're good people, I'm sure. They're great people. That I, I love every, God loves everybody. But I want to challenge you as you're writing those names down understand that the relationship that you have with that person, again, has the ability to block or bridge the purpose that God has in store for your life. So they're either going to push you towards the things of God, or they're going to be pulling you away from the things of God. And I had to think about it in my own life. Any success that I've ever had, you know what I can attribute that to? Obviously, it's to God, but it's to God putting the right people at the right time in my life that led to right actions, that helped lead to right living, and that got me on the right 
direction. But it all comes back to the people that I was spending the most time with, the people that I was around. And again, let's talk about it. Every time that I've gotten in trouble, come on, somebody. Anybody ever been in trouble in the room? Come on. My dad's in here. He can tell you guys any time that I ever got in trouble in life was when I was associating with fools. Come on, somebody, right? I'll tell you a specific story of mine. Uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, couldn't drive yet, and uh, I remember, uh, again, I want you to think about it because you show me your huddle, I'll show you your final score, right? I think about this time I was a sophomore. I played basketball. We had some friends on the basketball team, and there was this one particular individual girl that had kind of broken a couple hearts on the basketball team, your boys included. This is before Allie. Come on, somebody, all right? Thank God for Allie, uh, but this is B.A., before Allie, okay? And, uh, and I think about that, and, and so what happened was uh, it, we had basketball camp coming up, and so all of us guys uh, uh, decided that we are going to TP this gal's house. You remember this, Dad, like it was yesterday. I remember it right about this time of year, I'm telling you. Uh, and I remember, uh, you, well, I'll just tell you guys really quickly, I was a pretty good kid, right? I was a good kid. I really cared about what people's moms thought about me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be the kid that their mom said, oh, you need to date him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was concerned about. Uh, I wanted everybody to like me, and uh, and this particular girl, we went out to her to her house, um, and, and I'm just as, I'm pretty innocent, all right? Y'all y'all believe me? Y'all believe me? I'm pretty, okay, I'm a pretty good kid, okay? I was a youth pastor's kid. I was like, okay, I care too much about what other people think about me, but I'm in the front yard. She had this really giant big old uh, tree up in the front yard, right? And here I am. I've barely been TPing in my entire life. Come on, somebody. Now, this is, hey, this is do as I say, not as I do. Come on, somebody, right? Don't be doing this, but how many of y'all love a good TP job? Come on, somebody, right? Your boy out there in the front yard, I got a bag, trash bag full of TP, all right? And I'm out there by myself. Me and another guy, he's on another tree over there. His name's Eric. If you're watching Eric, you remember this time, right? And we were out front, and I'll just tell you, uh, again, I'm just like a little, I'm just giggling, okay? Like, I've never been in trouble in my life, but I'm just over there just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was doing, okay? I, I, like, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I remember just, <laughs> I throw a TP, <laughs> you know, I'd just be laughing. I was out there doing that. Uh, and again, welcome to Purpose Church. I'm the real pastor. Nobody else older is coming out next week, okay, just so you know. Um, so, so I remember throwing those over, and I'm just laughing, just doing whatever I can. Uh, just to t And I get through my entire bag, and uh, little did I know, this, this tree kind of set off towards the front, and their house kind of set off towards the back a little bit. And uh, little did I know that as I was up front throwing TP in this tree, that they, uh, a couple of the other guys that had just a little bit more meanness in them, a little bit more bad streak in them, uh, were spray painting their concrete, were spray painting their backboard, had gone and saran wrapped the entire house, had taken sardines, opened them, and thrown them all over their porch, including honey, including uh, on their, they had a little eve on their roof on top of that. Uh, not just honey, but, but stuff that would make their dad slip if they came out. We destroyed, the, now we, they, they destroyed the direct TV, uh, like the, the, the actual satellite, did all of that. The whole time I was in the front doing that, while they were doing that, but how many of you know that because I was at the scene, because I was there, because of the huddle that I was around, who got in trouble? Your boy got in trouble, all right? 
As innocent as my, I might have been by throwing some TP, guess what? If you'd have shown me my huddle at that time, guess what I want you to understand? Is that determined that final score and the grounding that came from my dad for about six years, okay? Just just got out of it just a few weeks ago. Thank God, right? But, but, but I think about that, and I think about my life, and I think about how, how easy it is for a lot of us to walk around, and we may be innocent in life. We may be trying to do some things, but we're associating with the wrong people. We're, we're building our team with people that shouldn't be speaking into our life, that shouldn't be talking about the things that we're called and we know we're called to do and that they get to speak in. Again, you show me your huddle, I'll show you your final score. And this is my challenge for you. Something I want you to write down is this idea that you might be one teammate away from changing the score of your life. You might be one teammate away. You might be one person away from changing the score of your life. The American Sociological Review says that Amer- the average American has two close friends. That's it. And then they say that 25% of people say that they have zero close friends in their life. Now think about that, and I think that is so devastating because you and I were never meant to do life alone. We were never meant to walk through this life alone, and I just want to challenge us. You may be one teammate away from changing the score of your life. And I think about this guy, when we're talking about this idea of, of changing your life and having people around you speak into that, there was this one guy in Scripture who actually happened to be the guy that wrote Proverbs, his dad. Uh, his name is David. Somebody shout David in the room. Not that, don't shout David in the room, just shout David. One more time, shout David. David, and we've all heard about David. We know about David. We know about the strengths of David. We know about the Goliath situation, and he was a war hero. And, but we know about even the mess-ups that happened to happen in David's life. And so what I want to take just a few minutes to do today as we finish up service today is this idea that I think you and I, and we need to have three types of teammates, three types of friends in our life that I look at when I look at David's life that he had, and it changed the score of his life. It changed his life forever, and I believe that we need these three kind of people in our life. Number one, everybody shout number one. You need a friend that will stretch you. You need a friend that will stretch you. Three types of people that you need in your huddle. You need this person, a person in your life that will make you better, that will stretch you. I want to talk to you a little bit about David and how this happened with him. David, we all know the story of David, but let me give you a little bit of context about David. So before David killed Goliath, before he was doing all that, David was a little shepherd boy out in a field. right? He was tending sheep, doing what his father had commanded him to do. So I want you to understand that God's people were being ruled by a king at that time, and the king's name was Saul. Everybody shout Saul. Saul, and that's not the Saul in the New Testament that turned to Paul, a different one. Saul uh, was the king of God's people, but he started doing things that God didn't agree with. He started leading the people in a non-godly way. And so God sees that and rejected Saul as the king. And God shows up to this guy named Samuel, who's the prophet. And he says, Samuel, I want you to go out to the guy's name's house called Jesse. And I want you to appoint the next king of my people from that house. And 
so you can read about it all in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel in the Older Testament. And so what happens is, is that Samuel goes to the house of Jesse, and this is a big day, y'all. You got to understand, this is a big moment in the house of Jesse in their life, because like this is like the president coming to your house to say that you're going to be the next president, or you're going to be the next whatever it might be. It would be a big deal for your family if that were to happen. And so Jesse lines up his sons, right? He gets all his sons up there, and the very first one's named Eliab, right? And Eliab is tall, dark, and handsome. He looking like Stephen King up there, boy, what he was doing, right? He's just, he just a stud, and like they, Samuel looks at him and says, oh my goodness, that dude's got to be it. Like that dude right there has got to be the next king. And God says, no, 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 not him. He's not the next king. Goes down to the next son, the next brother, and he looks at him, and he's, he's a stud too. He looks like he would be a king. And he looks at him and says, oh, Samuel's like, oh, it's got to be him. And God looks at Samuel and says, no, 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 it's not him. And so son after son after son, he goes through the list of all of Jesse's sons, all seven of them that were present at the time. And Samuel looks at Jesse and says, hey, Bubba, do you have any other sons? Do you have anybody else? And watch what happens. Even his father, if you read in 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 16, where he says, I, we have the youngest one. He doesn't even call David by his name if you go back and look at that scripture. doesn't even call him by name. And, and Samuel says, okay, go get him, and guess what we're going to do? We're going to stay standing until he gets back in here. And what God began to speak to Samuel is that, Samuel, you're looking at the outside, but what I'm concerned with is the inside. What I'm concerned with is what I want to do on the inside of that young man. And David walks in from tending sheep where his dad told him to go, and he walks in, and guess what? Samuel looks at him and says, that's it. He's the next king. He's the next ruler of God's people. I was looking at the outside, but God was looking at the inside. Watch what happens. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 12. Right when David walks in, the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. So watch this. David just coming out, just smelling like sheep, just walking in, just nasty, dirty. On the outside, didn't look like he had a shot, but on the inside was the most important part. Samuel speaks to that. Watch. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that he had brought, and he anointed David with the oil. Watch this. What I love about this is there was not a single person who saw in David what God allowed Samuel to see in David. And he looked at David. He said, David, you know what? God can do more through you than you ever could imagine. And he helped stretch him and make him better. And it changed the course of his entire life. And I've come to just challenge some of you that you may be one teammate away from changing the score of your life. That you need somebody around you that will stretch you. Do you have someone in your life who makes you better at the things that matter most? I think that's what we got to question. I think that's what we've got to ask. Do you have a friend that makes your marriage better? Do you have a relationship that you look up to that, that makes your marriage better. Like if you're just hanging around bad marriages, kind of going back to that main scripture we talked about, guess what? It's going to get you in trouble in your marriage if, if, if you're hanging around people that are always bad-mouthing their spouse or always running around or, or having secrets behind each other's back. Like if that's what we're hanging around, then we can just get prepared that that's going to be the score that happens in our life. I think we got to understand we need some people that will stretch us. If you want to be a better leader, if you want 
want to be better in your finances. Let's hang around some people who are going to make us better, who are going to challenge us, and who are going to stretch us in the areas that matter most. Proverbs 27, verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We need some people around us that are going to make us better. We all need a Samuel that can speak into us and that can say, you know what? I see something in you that you may not see. I'm stretching you. We need a Samuel in our life. Number one, number two, everybody shout number two. Number two type of friend, the two type of person that we need in our huddle is a friend who builds your faith. You need a friend that's going to build your faith. Every single one of us, if you know Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus, we need others who are going to help us find spiritual strength in the Lord. Right, you need to understand that David went back to doing what he did after that moment that Samuel spoke into him. He went back to being a shepherd, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, what happened was is that he got called to go and serve his brothers some cheese and bread down at the battlefront, and there was this big dude named Goliath. Right, Y'all remember that story? If you do, like the little dog in a window in the back. Just shake your head yes. All right, you remember that? You know the story of David and Goliath. It's a big uh, story that we talk about a lot in sports, right? The David versus the Goliath. The one that should win versus the one that's the underdog. And we know about David. What happened was he struck the Philistine in the head with a rock and killed him and cut his head off. All kinds of wild stuff that we didn't know in Sunday school that happened. You know what I'm saying? That was not on the flannel graph board. You know, like that was just not up there, okay? But what we see happen is the fact that after this, what begins to happen is David becomes a hero. David becomes a war hero, and what begins to happen is Saul is still the king, and David is starting to rise up. And what begins to happen with Saul and David is the fact is, oh, David starts to get noticed by all the ladies out there, right? He's starting to get noticed. They're like, oh, he kind of cute. He's a good leader. Oh, Saul, had, they, saw, they started singing songs like this. Oh, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. Come on, somebody, right? Like, he's just, oh, he's a stud. Like, oh, he's awesome. And Saul hears this, the king at the time still, and says, you know what, I don't like that. He's coming for my throne. He's coming for me. He's getting all the attention. So what begins to happen is Saul says, I'm going to go and I'm going to try and kill David. I'm going to go and I'm going to take David's life. Watch what happens in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15. This is what happens. One day near Horesh, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Come on, that's a bad day when you find that news out, right? It's a bad day. He's on his way to kill him. He's on his way to, to, to hurt him, to harm him, to get rid of him. And watch what happened. This guy named Jonathan. Somebody shout Jonathan. Jonathan is Saul's son. Okay, I, it's like days of our lives all over again, right? You know what I'm saying? Saul's son, Jonathan, is a great friend to David. Watch what Jonathan does. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Come on, somebody. How many of us, we need a friend who is going to build our faith? Every single one of us need a Jonathan who's going to encourage us to stay strong in our faith because I don't care how mature we might be, I don't care how long we've been a Christian, I don't care how tempted we might be or uh, or whatever it might be, that you and I are going to get in a spot in our life where we want to give up, where we want to take a back seat and say, no, 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 somebody else can do that calling that I felt was on my life at one time, 
but somebody else can. I'm going to give up, and you need a friend that when everybody else walks out, that that friend walks in and says, you know what? I'm with you. I'm not just going to pray for you. I'm going to pray right beside you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to strengthen you in the things of the Lord. I'm going to build your faith is what I'm going to do. We all need a Jonathan. We all need somebody that will strengthen our faith. I think about it even this week. And how many of y'all can agree that life can get crazy sometimes and we need encouragement from time to time? We need, we need some people saying, you know what, I see that on the inside of you. Don't give up on that. Don't, don't, don't quit on that. Do not give up. God has called you to too much. I had one of those moments a few weeks ago. And I'll just tell you, again, I, again I'm trying to be as honest, open, and transparent with you as possible. That There's days that I don't want to do this. Can I be honest with you? I think we all get there. Not just, not just me and the microphone. I'm talking about just sometimes even life. I mean, family can get hard and people around you and your jobs and, and they may be changing and everything that's going on in life and we can come to a point where we're like, you know what, is it even worth it? Like, is it even worth it? And we, I, I just think about that sometimes. And I got a few people that I can share that with. One of that is some of our team at the church and I just know that when I'm vulnerable with them, that they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you should just go ahead and quit. You should go ahead and lay down. You should go ahead and just be done. No, they, they encourage me in my faith. They build my faith. They, they speak into the things that God has spoken into me. One specifically, this happened last week. <clears throat> and again, I think we all have this at times, but I loved this idea that, that even A.B. shared with Allie and I. This, uh, this uh, uh, text, not text message, but a message that came across on our, uh, our Instagram. And I think about it. And I think about sometimes, you know, when you start to have stuff like that in life, you start to turn inward. You start to feel sorry for yourself. You start to mope around a little bit. Well, this right here fired me back up for Jesus. Watch what it says. It's from Libby, uh, who goes to our church. Uh, and I'm so grateful for her and her family. But she said this, Hi, my family and I are members at Purpose Church. And a couple months ago, we brought our cousins from Owensboro to church with us. They instantly fell in love and have watched each sermon every single Sunday on their TV at home. They bragged about how relatable and uplifting Pastor Dustin and the church are, and I thought this was absolutely amazing. They have spread the word, and now their neighbors have joined to watch Purpose Church Live every single week. You are doing a great work. Can we give Jesus a big ovation? Because what happens is you need somebody in your life that's going to say, hey, you know what? Don't give up on that thing that God put inside of you. Don't stop now. You're going to stop too prematurely. You need to keep marching. you got to keep going. Remember what God called you to do. Remember that, guess what? You need some people that are going to call you uh, in, the, in the morning and say, you know what? For two hours last night, I was literally up praying for you. I was thinking about you. I was interceding on your behalf. God gave me this scripture. Let me share this scripture with you. That I just want to push you through your day. I want to encourage you to be more like Jesus. Here's that scripture. We need those kind of friends. We need those kind of people. And my heart and my question is, is do you have that? Do you have that? Do you have that Jonathan that's going to build your faith? And the last thing I want to ask you is this idea. Number three, do you have a friend that's going to speak to your blind spots? Do you have a friend that's going to speak to your blind spots? We know David eventually became king. He didn't die. Eventually became king, the most powerful, just a great king after God's own heart. But what happens is, is David takes his eyes off of Jesus, takes his eyes off the Lord and says, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. And what begins to happen is that David 
messes up and he calls for a girl named Bathsheba who's married and and what happens is they have an affair and she becomes pregnant and her husband's all fighting at war uh, for King David and for the, the nation of God and, and he says, oh, come on home, you know, sleep with your wife, do that. He's like, no, no, I can't even come home. I'm not going to do that to God's people. I'm, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fight. And what does David have done? David has him killed by sending him to the front lines. So what you see right there is David in the eyes of the Lord did something wrong. And, and we all need a friend like this guy that I'm going to tell you about because there was a man named Nathan that came close to him and came close to David and said, hey, let me speak to some blind spots in your life. He said, hey, let me tell you a story really quick. Nathan shows up on the scene to tell David a story. He says, David, there's this guy that's got it all. He's got thousands of animals and has the luxury lifestyle and has all of this stuff to him. And he's got a neighbor that's got one little animal, got one little pet, right? And so what happens is, is can you imagine that guy's got everything that he would want and that one guy's got one pet? Can you imagine if that one guy had it all, took that one thing from that one guy and he took it from him? Could you imagine that being the case? Like, that's what Nathan's telling David, and David's infuriated. He's like, oh, my gosh, why would anybody ever do that? That that, that dude that did that, you know what, he should be put down. That's the worst thing ever. And you know what Nathan did? He looked back at David and said, David, that's you. David, that was you. That was you where you sinned against God. Nathan was speaking to the blind spots that David didn't even recognize. Nathan loved him enough to tell him the truth, and suddenly... David saw what he hadn't seen before, and he was brokenhearted before God. If you want to know how brokenhearted he was, go read Psalm 51, because that is his cry out to God when Nathan approached him after he had sinned and calls him out. Read Psalm 51. Nathan spoke to the blind spots of David, and I would ask you this. When's the last time that you had a friend who loved you enough to say, hey, don't go there, that's not smart? Hey, 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 listen, what you're doing, that's not going to work, man. Listen, if you do that, that's really going to hurt your marriage. Or you're going to hurt your testimony. Or, man, it's going to hurt your relationship with God. Or how many of you just has a, needs a friend that's going to tell you the truth that says, hey, you know what? I see something in you that you may not see. I see something on the inside. You need to go for it. You need to start that. You need to have that faith. You need to apply for this. Someone who will tell you the truth. And I'm so thankful in my own life that I have people in my own life that do that for me. And I just want to challenge you, do you have that? Do you have that, Nathan, that will speak to your blind spots? And my challenge is, is if you don't, you may be one teammate away from changing the final score of your life. You may be one teammate away. You may be one teammate away. Maybe if you look at your current huddle that you're, you're doing life with, that you're gathered up with, I think some of us might, if we could look at that huddle in front of us, there might be some new addictions that are out there. There might be some, some divorce that may be on the horizon. Some of y'all might be arrested. Come on, somebody, if you're looking at your huddle. Not, not, maybe not that far, right? But here's my thing for you. If you look at your huddle, for some of us, your future, your final score, what that looks like if you continue to be around those people, if those are the closest people that can speak into your life. And let me give a disclaimer. I am a God that says people are our heart. Right? We, we are a church that is for all people. doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how long you've been there. If you were there last night, if you're hung over from last night, you're welcome in this place because Jesus loves you and Purpose Church loves you. That's my heart for this church. Yes, we can give Jesus a big ovation. But let me share something with you. 
I want to challenge you. You can't let those people be the closest to you in your huddle, speaking into your life, telling you, because you have been called by God to go out and make a difference for Him. So again, think about those five people. For some of you, man, if you look at that, man, I can tell you kind of the score, what's coming. And it may not be as crazy as an addiction or an arrest or something like that, but it might be just as crazy as just being lukewarm for Jesus. It might be just this idea that, you know what, I'm going to be half-hearted in my commitment to God or His church, or I'm going to live a self-centered life. It's going to be all about me or the things I can get that will never satisfy me. Or, or, or maybe it's going to be that, hey, you know what, we're living for a three-day weekend. We're living for a weekend that we can watch football on TV all weekend long. But I just came to challenge some of us in this room that you might be one teammate away from getting a better marriage, from getting a, that addiction that's been in your family for years, that it's gone. That, that depression, that you're able to confess your sins one to another, as James 5.16 says, and then healing will begin to happen. I believe you're one teammate away. I believe you're one teammate away from getting in shape. I believe that you're one teammate away from being a stronger leader. And I believe that you might be one teammate away from meeting Christ. Christ. And today, that's the most important relationship that you can get right. That's the most important thing that you can do today is put the, the, the one relationship that affects all other relationships in its rightful place, which is why we sing about Jesus, which is why we lift up the name of Jesus. And if you, I, I, I'll just say it like this, you'll never get your horizontal relationships right until you get your vertical relationship with God right. That's where we stand today because you got to understand that you and I, including the guy with the microphone in his hand, I've sinned and I've fallen short of the glory of God. But thank God that name that we sing, that differentiates Christianity from every other religion out there, right? you got to understand what's going on in Afghanistan as they pray to God as well. They believe Allah is God. But guess what differentiates Christianity from every other uh, religion in the world? It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus that if you will confess your sins and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you will be saved. And I just believe that that's somebody in this room, that's somebody watching online, that's somebody listening on a podcast, that you need to call out to the name of Jesus for salvation today. And for some of you, that's the teammate that you need in your life today. Not a crew necessarily. Are you saying, are you doing this whole series so you can get people into crews? Yeah, that's exactly right. We're doing this whole series talking about crews because you can't do life alone. But you'll never get your horizontal relationships right until you fix that relationship with Jesus. And he did all the work. He did all the fixing. It just takes you and I responding to the invitation that you and I have been given. So I would just ask, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? You may be in this room. You may be watching online. You say, I, I need Jesus. I need Jesus to come in my life. I need Jesus to save me need forgiveness from Jesus. Well, today is that day for you. I believe the Bible even says, hey, today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. Today is that day. And I believe that Jesus wants to save you. He, he already died for you. It's just a matter of you responding to that great invitation from Him. You may be here and you say, you know what? I need Jesus. I need Jesus to save me. I need Jesus to forgive me. Would you just believe in your heart and pray something like this and just say, dear Jesus, I believe that, I, I know I'm a sinner, but I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you gave your life for me, that you died in my spot. 
And today I exchange your life for mine. I exchange my sin for your righteousness that was achieved on the cross. I give you my life today. Would you save me? Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you come into my life? Help me live for you from this day forward. Maybe you're in this room or maybe you're watching online. You just prayed something like that. You prayed it word for word or you just meant it in your heart. You asked Jesus to come into your life to save you. If that's you, listen, we are going to party in just a second. This room is going to erupt with our hands being clapped and hands lifted up because we are excited that one person came to Jesus in this place or multiple or watching online. And I'll just tell you, we want to do a good job of being the church that stewards you, that walks through this next season with you. You just said yes to the most important relationship decision that you could ever say. So it's you, you know God. You have a relationship with God. Now it's time to discover how you can find some freedom from your past, some things you might be walking through, find some people around you to do life with, discover now what you can do to go out and make a difference wherever Jesus has called you. So we're going to ask you to do something right now. Everybody in this room, would you just stand to your feet with me? Everybody in the room, but I'm going to ask you, if you just prayed to receive Jesus, would you do something for me? Would you make your way to the side, of either side of this auditorium? We have a team member over there, a prayer team member. Everybody keep your heads bowed and eyes closed. Our team is going to be moving, so you're not even going to be the only one moving. So just know that you're going to, you're not even the only one that's moving out of the way. We got a team that we would love to just share a Bible with you, give you a Bible, tell you what you got coming up next with your life and and next steps that you might have and questions and make a connection. Man, we want to meet you. And if you're watching online, would you just text the word purpose to 270-229-6488. Well, come on, Purpose Church. Can we put our hands together for King Jesus, whose every victory is his? Come on, y'all can do better than that. We're talking about Jesus. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.